0: Brothers, what is going on? Spencer Sutton back here with another episode of Porn in the Gospel. I'm glad to be here with you. It's been actually over a month since I've recorded a podcast. There's just been a lot going on. I haven't been too busy to report, record a, <laughs> to record a podcast. I just haven't, and uh, so I wanted to uh, get on here. It's Saturday morning early. I had my quiet time. Um, was just reflecting over the past couple of weeks, really the past month and just uh really being humbled by uh, the Lord's faithfulness in a lot of different ways but uh, primarily as it relates to this podcast, just seeing men and uh, speaking with men who are finding freedom from from like decades of porn, and masturbation, and I can't tell you just how, um, like, what kind of joy that gives me and satisfaction, not, not because I had anything to do with it, but just uh, the Lord is faithful. Uh, the Lord is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful, and I was reminded uh, again this morning when I was reading Psalm 40 just how faithful He is, and so I want to Take you on a little journey over uh through my journal the past several mornings, really this week, and I want to talk to you about a few things that I've seen in here in in the hope that it will uh, encourage you on your own journey and uh I, I like just how good God is, and he can be trusted all right He can be trusted and Man, just how it just amazes me when I look back at my life. It amazes me at how I sabotage my own like recovery, my own joy in Him, my own walk with the Lord. Like how I just would just sabotage it, like time and time and time again. And I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want you to be stuck in the circle of insanity doing the same thing over and over and over again, promising to, promising to God to get well, finding yourself in a pit thinking you're okay. And then trigger, you know, the story that you tell yourself, the, uh, you know, the ritual that you perform, like this all goes, it just goes around and around and around and around. And we, we sit there and we wonder how, 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 how can I be stuck this long in this insane thing that I do that I don't want to do? I mean, it's just amazing to me looking back. So it, I wasn't thinking like this in the moment I was thinking, God, this is the last time I'll never do this again. Feeling this crushing shame and this crushing guilt And man, by God's grace, he's given me freedom uh, and, and then put a burden on my heart to help other brothers. So I want to walk you through, we're in Psalm 40, and I just, I want to talk to you really specifically about this path to sanctification, because brothers, that is what we're after. Like the path. To sanctification leads to peace. Like peace with God, peace with yourself. The path to sanctification leads to peace. And for the man who's struggling with pornography and masturbation, this is one thing he does not have. He does not have peace. I can promise. Like there is no peace. There is no peace. So. Let's look at Psalm forty. I'm just going to read one through four, but then we're going to look at some of this, these these other passages. So, uh, this is a Psalm of David, and he says, "I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure." He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. Oh, my goodness gracious. There's so much right here. There's so much. Like We don't have time to look at every single thing, but I want you to see a few things. First, I just circled every time that David said, he referring to the Lord in verses one through three, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me. He drew me up. He put a new song in my mouth. Like we need to see that it is the Lord who is doing this for David. And so he's giving praise. He's like recounting how the Lord has been so good to him. So good to him. And, Like, David's not hiding here, right? He's like, you drew me from the pit of destruction. Like, you heard my cry. So here I was. I was in the pit. I cried out to you, God. And you drew me up out of the pit, out of the miry bog. You set my feet on a rock. And not only that. But you put a new song in my mouth. Like you gave me praise to sing. And so, for the brother, for you, if you're struggling with this habitual sin, like a lifestyle of sin, this is one thing that you probably don't have. And that is a song of praise to the Lord.
1: Maybe, maybe you do every
0: once in a while. But one of the great joys of my life. Now is that I get to testify to the Lord's goodness, his faithfulness, his mercy, his power. Not not boasting in myself, I'm boasting in Christ. And isn't this the point of our life? And so David said, he's like, how did I even how did I even find myself going from the pit to the peak? Well, I waited patiently to the Lord and I cried to him. And so this is, this is the result of David's, like from pit to peak experience. He said, "Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord." Now, Spurgeon says, "Note the way of salvation. There is seeing and fearing and trusting." Like great insight there from Spurgeon because it says right here in verse three, "Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord." Like a man has to see the Lord, then he has to fear the Lord, and then he has to put his trust in the Lord. This is the way of salvation. But brothers, let me tell you, I have also discovered that this is the way to sanctification. This is it. This is the way to sanctification. It is a seeing, it is a fearing, and it is a trusting. Okay, so let's look at first. I see Christ as my treasure in the world. Okay, so this is key. This is the seeing. Like your job, your success, your family, your performance, your going to church, your giving, your offering, your whatever you else you want to say, success in business, don't really care. Like none of that is seeing the Lord. Like your number one priority should be, should be to see the Lord, like see Christ. And so, how do we do this? How do we see Christ as the treasure in the world and take hold of his promises? Well, the very, like the very word of God, inspired by the Spirit of God, reveals the person of God in Christ Jesus to us. And so this gospel that we proclaim, that we say we believe, is something we must come back to over and over and over and over again. Like We can't stop. This is daily war. And so if you're waking up and going about your day, Without spending time in the word, I can promise you, you will not see Christ as your treasure. And step number one to sanctification is seeing. Step number one to a life of freedom from pornography is seeing. Do you see him? Jesus said, when when his disciples were out like getting food for him and Bringing it back to him. He had just spent this time with this woman at the well, and they were like, Hey, we brought something back for you to eat. And he said, I've had food that you don't even know about. And they're like, What? Did somebody bring him something? He's like, No, 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 no. He said, Lift up your eyes. Like, look, open your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Look at the people. That I wanted you to reach. And now, because you didn't bring me back any people, this Samaritan woman is going to bring back the entire village. And it says that Jesus stayed there for like two or three days. And many put their faith in Christ, not because of what the woman said, but because they came and like experienced Christ for themselves. So seeing Christ in the word and then taking hold of his promises through prayer. So if I want to see God, then I need to look at him in the gospel and I need to pray, pray, pray. I've said this before on this podcast for the man who is struggling habitually with pornography and masturbation. His prayer life is not one that he's, like very confident in he's, he's more than likely if this is you brother, you're more than likely not boasting in your prayer life and saying, I I pray, like I pray every single day. I pray, you know, you, you like, just think about it and just be honest with yourself. Like this is like, really, if you're not being truthful with yourself, then you won't be free from pornography, but be truthful is your prayer life where you want it to be. I mean, I remember for years lamenting about how my prayer life just, man, it just wasn't. But then when there were, t- there were times when my prayer life was on fire, like the whole world opened up to me.
1: And so now
0: prayer is a priority for me because i know how weak i am i know how poor and needy i am like if i don't have the power of god like if i don't i can read the word but if it's not being applied into my spirit into my soul through prayer and if i'm not calling out to god and asking his will to be fulfilled through my life then then my prayer life is is pretty weak i i would i would tend to check Off the box and say, Hey, I read my Bible today. So, seeing Christ is step number one, this path of sanctification. So, David then says, Many will see and fear. Fear his name is step number two.
1: Like, think about this. And Jesus talked about this. We, you and I, need to see ourselves as
0: stewards of God's good gifts to us. So am I a good servant or am I a wicked servant? Like the good servant works for the master, knowing that he's coming back to account for my time and my talents. And I have to confess, brothers, like I spent hours, and and you have too, hours looking at pornography and when you're in what they call what what you know, scientists or whatever people who t- research all this stuff they they call it state of flow when you get so fixated on something this happens with pornography that literally the hours pass by and you think they're just minutes and before you know it you're like how long have i been looking at this stuff it's insane
1: it's insane But
0: you know, there's great wisdom, there's great wisdom in asking God to remind us of just how mortal we are and that our time to meet Christ face to face is drawing close. Like I need to be reminded of this every single day. And so fearing his name means that I'm going to take the time and the talents that God has given me and I'm going to use them to the best of my ability. As he reveals to me like this is how i want to do it and the the great thing is the great thing is there's great reward in this like this fearing god's name fearing god is not a bad thing this is a beautiful thing because then we we come under his protection and under his care and we seek to do his will we you know we cry out like lord here here i am send me like use me lord i'm your servant you've given me the talents like you've given me talents i don't know what your talents are i, I and and <laughs> i'm still figuring out what my talents are but i do believe that lord has given me a voice in this war against pornography for the sake of the church for his name like i believe that god's given me a voice for this and so if i'm If I'm silent, if I'm not like recording a podcast or helping a brother one on one, if I'm not helping coach a brother to freedom in Christ, then I'm taking a talent and I'm burying it in the sand. And then next is just time. Like I've got time. And the Lord is like Alice and I are, are, you know, we have a 17 year old at home. What you find is you end up having a lot of time um, that you didn't have when your kids were, you know, three and five and seven and ten. When there's sports going on and there's school going on and there's like activity after activity, birthday party after birthday party, like just so much going on. But don't think that you don't have time just because those things are going on in your life. Like I sure had time to start businesses. I did do that. had time to start nonprofits. I had to had time to travel around the world. I had time to watch TV if I wanted to. I had time to scroll on social media. How does God desire to use your talent and your time? It begins by fearing his name and saying, Lord, don't let me waste my life. Don't let me waste my life many will see and fear and then the third the third way to sanctification salvation and sanctification is put their trust in the lord many will see and fear and put their trust in the lord so i go from being a servant a good steward of god's gifts to me gifts of time gifts of talent and i move to being a soldier Like when I trust him, like the soldier doesn't disobey his commanding officer. The soldier doesn't question the strategy that his commanding officer gives him, much less his king, his five star general. And so, as a soldier, I'm going to obey his strategic commands, knowing that they are the moves and the tactics of the victor, like he's already won the victory. I don't doubt and fear like i don't fear other people what they think so if i was fearing man then i wouldn't be talking to you right now but instead this is what the lord's told me to do so therefore i'm just going to do it i'm going to trust him i'm going to trust him with the results like this is this is not me like spent, I'm not going out and looking and trying to force things. I just want to be faithful to do what he's told me to do. I'm not going to sit back and doubt. I'm not going to fear other people. I'm not going to draw up my own plan of attack. Like I want to follow his. And then when others see victory then they put their trust in the Lord. Like if I if I don't do anything with this podcast i want to give you hope i want to give you like i want to give you courage or point to the one who you can put your faith in and your, like who says do not fear like don't fear trust me and what he means like when i say do not fear don't fear other people fear the lord if you're a brother in Christ and you have hidden your secret sin for years and years and years, it is proof that you are fearing man, period. That was me. So what does verse 4 says? It says, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud or to those who go astray after a lie. So when the Lord becomes your trust, Lies and the men who tell them and the men who promote them become detestable. And they also become easy to identify. When you finally find freedom, you start recognizing all the lies that you believe and all the people that tell them. So think about this. like Enemy soldiers do not wear the same uniform or speak the same language that you and I do and so to befriend them will only result in your imprisonment enemy soldiers like our enemy peter calls satan our enemy the devil he's prowling prowling around he's looking for someone to devour like we We don't look the same. We shouldn't look the same. We shouldn't look the same. And so I want to end with just some things that I was looking at this morning from, I was further down in Psalm 40 and verse 16 through 17. It says, but may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. As for me. I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay. Oh, my God. Brothers. Brothers, brothers, let me let me encourage you. Let me just encourage you, like with everything in me. Seek the Lord. Seek him, because when you do, you will find him. Ask, knock, seek. The door will be open. You will find. It says, May all like this is a prayer, David's prayer. May all who seek you—that's you, you brother—rejoice and be glad in you. And when you find your gladness and your joy in Christ, guess what vanishes? Guess what vanishes? Like this desire, like you, this desire to satisfy yourself through pornography. You end up trusting the Lord. And listen, I don't know everybody's situation. I talked to many men who are in sexless marriages or who are alone and lonely. Maybe they're divorced. Maybe they've never had a wife. I don't know. I don't know your situation, but I can promise you this, and this goes for every single man listening. You can trust the Lord with your sexual purity. When we turn to pornography, we are saying, God, I don't trust you. I I am seeking to satisfy myself. When we turn to masturbation, oh, but I, I didn't look at porn, I just masturbated. When we turn to masturbation, we are literally saying, God, I'm not trusting you. Like, I don't trust you. I'm gonna satisfy myself. I'm gonna satisfy, oh, but I'm but I'm thinking about my wife when I when I do it, okay? Self gratification. You know what you know what hard work is? Hard work is the intimacy required to have sex with your wife. Facing rejection, which happens like every married man can tell you that. So when we get scared and when we fear and when we don't trust the Lord, we turn to the ways that we can please ourselves. But for the man who seeks the Lord, there is rejoicing and gladness. The man who seeks finds, and the rejoicing and glad man points upward to God and says, "Great is the Lord, and not look at me." Like I, I hope you never hear in this podcast that that I'm saying, "Look at me, look what I've done." Like I can be a guide to you. This is what I, I want to be an example and a guide to you, because I've I've struggled the same way you have struggled in big ways, like almost destroyed my life, almost ruined my entire life. So I don't want you to go down that path, but some of you, that's what it's going to take. Some of you are headed for destruction and it's, it's only when you crash and burn, when you burn your life to the ground, then you will wake up. And I want to implore you, don't let it get there because it will. Do you think God can be mocked? Like, he is patient. I can promise you he is so patient. and Even even in his discipline, he is loving and kind and brings us back to him. But I have, I know men and I have friends who have totally turned away. Like, their hearts have become so hardened that they say, they they believe so many lies that it appears like it appears that they are beyond hearing, beyond reaching. At least it appears that way. <laughs> but God is relentless, and I believe this is what I, I was talking to my wife about. This Ali and I were talking about uh, this brother that we know. It's just like, man, and he's he, like we feel so sorry like i i I hurt for this brother, but he will not listen. I hurt for this brother because I know who he used to be, like I hurt for this brother, but he is going down the path of destruction, but the way the world looks at this brother is that he's got it all together. And that, to me, is
1: probably the most dangerous place to be in. So, think
0: about this, guys. There is incredible opportunity and in grace. It's opened up for the humble seeker. The man who seeks will find.
1: Like I believe
0: that one reason that men stay trapped in pornography is that they are half-hearted seekers or that they are only coming to God on their own terms. Lord, let me find freedom as long as I don't look bad, as long as I don't have to actually reach out looking for help. As long as I don't have to admit that I struggle with sin, habitual sin, as long as like, Lord, I've struggled so long, I could never tell somebody that I've struggled for decades. like that would look look at how bad I would look God. So you, so verse 17 says, David says, "As for me, I am poor and needy." and this is the thing we want to avoid. You and I want to avoid looking poor and needy when in reality, that's how we are. We want to look strong and powerful (laughs) this is this is what the this is what the world promotes look strong and powerful but david says no i am poor and needy what did like the the wisdom of god the power of god is found in the weakness of the cross like christ isn't like he came in power but his power was displayed through weakness through humility through obeying god through saying lord i God, I don't like Jesus was saying, God, I don't care what the world thinks about me. I don't care. Could care less. Like I am here to do one thing and that's to do your will. And brother, you and I need the same attitude. And so if you're a half hearted seeker and don't see yourselves as poor and needy and aren't crying out to God and see yourself as strong and powerful, then you can Expect resistance from the Lord. How can the Lord appear great and glorious if I'm my own help and deliver? How can the Lord appear appear great and glorious if I can do it in myself? God is after his own glory, and we we should be seeking his glory as well. And so his glory, his power, he looks great when I admit I'm weak and can't save myself. Like this sanctification is by grace. <laughs> it's all grace, like God's grace. Like I'm talking to you today because of God's grace, not because of some strong, powerful secret that I discovered that nobody else in the world knows about. What does Peter say? Peter says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. David says, I'm poor and needy. Do you wonder why David was a man after God's own heart? Because he saw himself as poor and needy. He did not see himself as proud because if he were proud, he would be opposed by God. And so Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you. He may free you from your prison of porn. And so what does he say? He says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Brother, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So there's two seeking Right. There's two seeking. Satan is seeking you. Are you seeking the Lord? Like with a true heart, with a true heart, not not like what David calls earlier. He says, hey, in sacrifices and in offerings, you've not delighted. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you have not required. This is verse six of Psalm 40 and speaking specifically of Jesus because it says then i said behold i have come in the scroll the, of the book it is written of me i delight to do your will o my god your law is within my heart this is a prophecy of christ like the seeking mind is the humble mind the humble and the seeking mind is the sober mind the sober mind is alert is the alert mind so Look at the difference between the drunk mind and the sober mind. The drunk mind is delusional and arrogant and will be devoured. Brother, you have someone seeking you. It's the enemy. He is seeking you. He is seeking to devour. Like Peter was writing this to the church. He's not writing this to unbelievers. He's writing this to the church. Be sober minded. Be watchful. Your adversary is seeking
1: Seeking to devour. He is on a search and destroy
0: mission. Our only hope is to have our feet put on a rock. To find Christ as our shield. To find God as our fortress. Our only hope is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Do you realize how many times Paul said to the church in his letters, pray for me? Like this was spiritual warfare. Like pray for me that I may proclaim the truth as I should. Pray for me. I'm praying for you. You pray for me. These are the weapons of our warfare the word of God and prayer. Are you seeking him?
1: Because Satan is seeking you. All
0: right, brothers, would you leave me a review if I asked? I don't know if you would. I know it's kind of a dangerous thing to leave a review because what if somebody recognizes your username or whatever? which i get i was there one time as well brothers i'm really excited about what god has been doing i've i haven't recorded a podcast in the last month really because like god's been doing a lot in my heart and uh man i have just been Convicted and convicted, and God has been speaking and revealing things to me through His Word, through prayer, through time and prayer with Him, and I'm just really excited about what's ahead. Like, like I'm, like He is starting to birth a vision in me that is much bigger than myself. And so, the realization that I came to even just yesterday—this was Friday, yesterday—in my morning, in my quiet time, was. <clears throat> that when i have a small vision i play small but when i when i open my eyes when i look up when i lift my head to the lord and see him thinking about isaiah seeing the lord for who he truly was like he was blown away and that's why he said here am i send me so the more i've been doing that like the more god has been birthing a vision in me for what he wants me to do like using whatever time he has given me left i don't know how much longer i have to live i have zero clue but i don't want to be an unfaithful servant but like my heart and my passion is for the church of the lord jesus christ my heart and my passion is to see men find freedom from porn forever my heart and my passion is that men would fall out of love with porn and in love with christ and then that they would in turn lead other men this is second timothy 2 I think verse two, I can't remember. Let me. This is, this is. I'm gonna pull it up real quick now that I've piqued my own interest. I'm used to, I'm used to quoting Second 2 Timothy 2, 20 through twenty two, which is all about the vessels that God uses in His house. But Second Timothy two, verse one and two. You then, my child, he's talking to Timothy, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Like, this is it. Share in sufferings as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Like, I believe that there is a movement. Like, I believe that there are men who are listening to this podcast or who will learn about it or who will, like, God will draw men together. I believe in this band of brothers who are going to come together and begin to lead their own movements. Like, this is going to happen. And not just for themselves, for the sake of the glory of God in the church. And then, like, God really has been working on my heart. I read this passage, and, and I'm just kind of sharing what's on my heart. Like, I don't have any notes here. I'm just sharing what, man, what the Lord has been putting on my heart. And maybe it resonates with you. I don't know, but let me pull up this passage here. So this passage that I found um, on August 13th, I was reading Psalm 33 and just thinking about it. And it was just a beautiful, just this one sentence here. He loved, verse 5, 33, verse 5. He loves righteousness and justice. He loves righteousness and justice. And so like, as God's been moving in my heart, When I was reading that and I was praying through it, I was just thinking, he does, he loves righteousness. And and like, I have righteousness because of Christ. You, brother, if you're a follower of Christ, you have righteousness because of Christ. He loves righteousness. And then because we have the righteousness of of Christ imparted to us, we have the opportunity to walk in righteousness, to follow him, to to trust him to live according to his word to like we do this imperfectly but by the by the spirit of god we have the opportunity and the ability to obey him to walk in purity and so he loves righteousness like brother i believe like god desires righteousness in you To be manifested through obedience, like trusting in Christ that he's forgiven you of your sins. And then trusting in Christ that he will empower you to walk in holiness, in sexual purity. This is God loves righteousness. Next, it says he loves justice. And so this thought came to me as I prayed and I was journaling, I was writing this down. I was like, what is justice? And I started thinking about
1: justice for those who
0: cannot find justice themselves. And I've been reading more and more about these young girls who are sold, who are stolen, who are taken, who are coerced, who are like trapped in sexual slavery who are forced to make videos that Christian men consume
1: online?
0: He loves justice. So what does justice look like for those who cannot find it themselves? So like I just I know that God is moving and I know that he is waking men up and I know he is going to rise them up like lift them up to go to war. And so because he loves righteousness and he loves justice. So we can't turn a deaf ear to
1: the poor, the helpless.
0: he loves the widow he loves the orphan he loves the sexually trafficked little girl and so we can't turn a deaf ear to that and so i don't know what what's going to happen um in the next 10 years as far as like this ministry, what I'm doing here with the podcast, what I'm doing with men as I work with them one-on-one, but I do know that he is going to, um, he's going he's gonna to lead men to freedom from pornography, and then he's going to lead an army of men to seek justice for these young girls who are trapped. From all over the world, right, all over the world. So, brother, man, I don't know. I don't know what your part could be in this, but maybe God's gonna move in your heart to finally commit to freedom, and to finally get serious about this, um, man. Get serious about seeking Him with all that you have, no matter what it takes, like commitment is saying, I will do whatever it takes for as long as it takes, period, the end. That's what commitment is. And so I pray that the Lord gives you commitment, like deep in your bones, that you, you cannot run and hide anymore, that you will not fear man anymore, but that you will seek him, that you will see Christ, that you will fear God and that you will put your trust in him, no matter what it looks like to the rest of the world. All right, brothers. Now, finally, I'm done. We're ended. <laughs> so I hope you all have a fantastic week, and uh, I'll be back with
1: another episode of Porn in the Gospel.